Explore my exclusive Shayna Blaze designer collection at Harris Scarf, the perfect update for your living, dining or bedroom space. My Shayna Blaze designer collection features pieces that mix and match effortlessly. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices, shopping store or online. Welcome to the Homestyle Podcast with Shayna Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles, with tiles for every style and budget. And Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices. And welcome everyone to Homestyle with Shayna Blaze. I'm producer Jay Neild. We are here thanks to Harris Scarf. Of course, you can turn your home into a relaxing oasis with the latest from the Shayna Blaze collection. And also thanks to Beaumont Tiles. You can drop into one of Beaumont's 115 stores and let their specialists help you select the perfect tile for your next renovation. It is time to welcome Shayna Blaze to the show. Of course, interior designer, judge on the block. It's just wrapped up and yes, she survived another season. It was very controversial, but she's now the star of her own show, Country Home Rescue. If you didn't hear the episode uh, last fortnight, catch up on Carly, Shana's daughter, telling us about Country Home Rescue. I am well and truly hooked. Shana, welcome. And what's it like to have your family's private life on the screens again? Oh, thanks, Jay. Look, it's not too bad. I I think... People get to see us as a family, and I, and I think you know being in on TV for so long, people assume you are a certain person. And after 15 years, it's it's really a case of like, well, actually, this is who we are, and this is what we do, rather than media telling everybody who they think I am. Do you know what I've actually loved, Shana, about the show is that I really feel like you're super relaxed and this is not Shana getting doled up by the makeup department at Channel 9. This is raw. This is real. This is like real life on the screen. Have people responded to that and just saying, oh my gosh, Shana, like, you know, you've got shots without even makeup on. Well, I think a few people have sort of messaged like going, "Um, oh, who would have thought she was just a normal person? (laughs) I don't know what anyone else would have thought I was. I wasn't, you know, just a cardboard cutout that's wheeled out. Um, But the thing is also, you know, when you are a judge on a show, you take on that role. It's not, not to say that you become a different person. It's just you're taking on a different role of authority. So you're using your expertise, but you also have to show authority. You have to show what your expertise is and what you do. And it doesn't matter what I say a lot of the time because a lot of people will hear what they want to hear. But I feel like with this show, it shows the actual expertise, it does go behind the scenes. It does show people why I'm able to make those opinions because I live it and breathe it. Now, later in the show, thanks to Harris Scarf, we are going to be talking about, uh, well, some interesting dynamics between you and Carla, your daughter, when it comes to her design inspiration and perhaps a a vase that's a focal point that maybe you wouldn't have in your house if it was just for you. And we've also got a cracking listener question. But let's get into some of those things that you're exploring in Country Home Rescue on Channel 9 at the moment. You can catch up on 9 now as well. I'm going to play a little audio here for people who perhaps haven't seen the full show, Shana. And let's just delve into that aspect you mentioned that there's a different side to you. After her recent marriage breakdown, interior designer Shana Blaze wants to make Kyneton home. What a lot of people don't know about me is that I haven't had a lot of houses. I might renovate a lot, I might do a lot of projects, but stability of your home is just everything for me. It's an anchor. 
and Shana intends on making this Victorian beauty in the heart of Kyneton her next port of call. Ah, so Shana, that desire to create a stable home for you and for the extended family. Do you mind? I mean, I must obviously live under a rock, Shana. I don't read the Daily Mail. I don't really fall for clickbait as much as I can help. But do you mind just sort of unpacking that? that, (laughs) I actually didn't realise that, you know, a divorce and a a relationship breakup, even though we've been podcasting for a couple of years, was uh, one of the inciting incidents in this huge life change that you've moved. You're not alone on that, Shana, are you? Because divorce rates are going through the roof in Australia, especially since COVID. Do you feel like you're part of a growing number of women who are going, you know what, I'm just going to do this for me on my own? Yeah, I think so. Look, if, if you're lucky enough to be able to afford it, unfortunately, with those those soaring rates of divorce due, during COVID, it, it is one of the biggest, biggest signifier of homelessness of women. And, you know, so I... I it's not just about wanting to build a home. It's it's being grateful enough that I can. Um, but but I definitely think so in the fact of, you know, what I said in there, that your home is your base, it's your security. But it's also not just the security for you, it's the security for your, fa- for your kids and your extended family to know where to meet. It becomes that homing point. And, you know, uh, as we know with anything that a sense of security gives you that sense of being able to have freedom at the same time. So, you know, I think there's, you know, the divorce rates were so high during COVID. I think the amount of freedom that's out there um, of people not just saying I can do it for myself, but it's maybe I sh- maybe I have a different choice this time. Maybe I do it in a different way. And maybe I never thought of that, Jane. Maybe this will inspire other people to go, you know what, I've always lived in this certain environment that, I didn't realise was I wasn't comfortable until I left it. Maybe now's the time to explore something completely different. Well, full disclosure of the fact that I actually chose to leave a 10-year relationship and had been living in a mm. rental in the city and you and I sort of bought properties in rural uh, Victoria at almost the same time. And I feel like I am part of this movement. Do you know what struck me watching the first couple of episodes of Country Home Rescue was how empowered I felt watching you. I'm getting the shivers. Teaching your daughter and guiding your kids, and it's not just Jess, but, you know, especially with Carly, getting her on the tools and watching her learn to use a circular saw and a nail gun. This is what I've been doing for two years, and I cannot describe the sense of empowerment that it gives you to think, hang on, I can do, I can at least try and do something towards helping the budget. Did that make you really proud? It did. And that's the thing, too, because Carly, you know, will be looking for her own house. And she looked at that as an opportunity to get skills so she can do simple things by themselves. And I think, you know, I I was very lucky. I grew up with a dad who was a um, fitter and turner by trade and um, a handyman. So I was always using the drill, the hammer, everything when I was from about 15, 16. So I learned very early on all those basic skills and then I had to apply it in my in my business and, and my career. But my kids didn't take up that side of it. I think I'd probably just took over. So, you know, <laughs> mum, mum fault there. Um, but I think it's one of those things that those small skills are empowering. It's not just about saving money. It's about saying, I can do this myself. I will do this by myself. And I don't have to rely on anybody else for everything. That's the empowering thing. Yeah, and I think um, even, you know, we've talked so much about Beaumont Tiles and their wonderful tools and the visualisation tools and everything that you can use online before even picking up a box of tiles 
or the tools that you really yeah. can start from that sort of design up. I totally agree, and I think I think the great thing is that um, there's so much that you can learn from trades, from online, small courses. You know, we had the Build Collective a while ago, and, you know, they're actually showing women how to do your own builds and empower yourself to take charge. And, you know, as you said, with the Beaumite sort of tiles and everything that's going into that, you actually are being given all these professional skills to be able to take a leap. Do you have your Instagram feed, Shana, full of women doing renovations and renovating old houses? I don't like. I must have clicked on a few videos, and now it's just all over the place. But it's a worldwide trend here, isn't it? Look, I think so, and I, and I think it is that sense of being able to take charge, and you know. I want people to really have a look behind the scenes of when we're doing. We have a lot of female trades on site and that was deliberate. It wasn't something to say, hey, we've got women. It was just about being equal and Matt, who is our builder, is all up for that. So there's a lot of equality with the builders that we're using. And, you know, the Master Builders Association is very um, honed into in on that because if you can't see it, you can't be it. And I think it's really important for um, girls out there to know that there's other skills. And, you know, whether you want to be a painter, an electrician, a plumber, or even like, you know, the RACV solar panels, all that sort of thing, there are lots of different career options out there. Um, Or you could actually even be the person that, um, you know, manages everything, finances and everything, that there are so many career options out there. Now, you mentioned Matt, your builder there, and I've got to say he is just an absolute superstar. I think there would be people building their own homes around the country or doing renos just wishing that they had someone like Matt. So for anyone contemplating a big renovation, let's just have a listen to Matt on Country Home Rescue and we'll talk about finding the perfect builder. Helping bring Shana's vision to life is Master Builder Matt. Shana and I have known each other for a fair few years now and hats off to her, she's a she's a workhorse. I, I sort of, I've learned a lot from her um, and I think we get along quite well. Obviously I've, I've got the building side of things, she's got the design side of things and what we're trying to achieve is going to be quite special so it's exciting. There's a bit missing. There's a hell of a lot missing. At least you can see the bones now which is good so. The rickety bones. <laughs> yeah, they're, some of them are salvageable. Oh, you can just hear that he is trying not to break your heart with the amount of demolition there, Shana. So you've worked with him over the years. You've worked on TV with him. But for anyone else, do you have advice on how to find a great builder? I hear so many horror stories. Look, word of mouth is the biggest one. It really is word of mouth, other people's experiences. And if you're finding a new builder, a lot of builders will allow you to go into other people's houses that they've done and speak to the homeowners. And that's because they've got a great relationship with the homeowners. And if you see a builder that's being used by a lot of designers and a lot of architects, have a look at who's doing great builds um, alongside of architects, designers, and that will help you. Um, The cheapest quote isn't always the best. It might be, it just depends what it is. But you've got to make sure that it's a builder that's been around for a long time. You've got to make sure that they've got, um, really, master builders is the way to go. If they, you know, if they want to do it as a cash, 
walk away. It's just we don't work like that. Ah. It hasn't, I can't remember the last time, you know, when I started in design, most of them wanted cash. If someone just turns and says, oh, if you want to do a cashy, I just walk away because then you don't get the certificates and, and if something's wrong, you, you miss out on their liability. So it's really important to have registered builders. It's really important to have people that will go by the books so that you can work together. And it keeps you both honest, not just the builders. It keeps you both honest. I always have that awkward thing when I get quotes, though, Shana, that I sort of feel like getting another quote means that I think there's something a bit sus about you or I don't know and like going to someone's and saying look I need to go and physically see houses that you have worked on I mean you just got to be quite upfront and assertive don't you well how much money are you spending that's the thing you're handing over all this money you need to know it's going to be done right and you know I've done so many builds where um the problems come from people being too scared to speak up, but also the problems of not doing due, di due di diligence. And if you do your due diligence, that's not easy <laughs> to say, at the beginning, it means that you don't have those confrontational conversations after. If you're very upfront with each other, I'm not talking, you know, confrontational, but if you're upfront with each other at the beginning and you treat each other as an equal, and it means that you can have those awkward conversations in the future. It doesn't mean I always did, um, but it just means that you should be able to speak what's going on because one, it's your home and two, it's your money. Um, but on the other side, you do have to know when to stop and listen to their expertise because there's a lot of people out there that don't work in this field at all and think they know everything. Um, haven't we seen that all the time? Um, <laughs> but at the same time, you, you need to be able to find someone that you trust and just sort of walk along with them rather than sort of feeling like that you have to bend over the top, you know, the top of them and, and keep an eye on them 24-7. And if you're looking at someone's previous builds and are you focusing on the quality of the finish or are you asking the owners and saying, what do they like to communicate with? Do you think one is more important than another or, you know, is it really that balance of a communicator and also someone who has a lot of pride in their work and their finish? It's all of it. It's all of it. Because if they're not a good communicator, um, it means things might happen that you either envisaged a different way and all of a sudden you're disappointed, but it's just that perception is a whole different thing. You know, yes, we can have all the best plans in the world, but how someone interprets it um, is very different. So those conversations and, and going on site. So when you're actually through the build, don't just expect the builder to just do everything exactly how you think it's going to be because you don't know builds and you don't know um, how things are going to visualise from the plans. It's very, very different to reality. You are listening to Homestyle. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles and thanks to Harris Garth. And we are debriefing after the first couple of episodes of Shana's new wonderful show that I'm absolutely hooked on, Country Home Rescue. Uh, my sisters and I were texting when we watched the first episode and, like, older sister, oh, my God, there's nothing much left. How did you actually feel when you realised that a lot of the home that you'd bought had to be demolished. I mean, you bought this for a movie set, as we learned uh, last episode. Do you think if you'd actually done a thorough building inspection and really thought that you were holding on to this home, it would have been a different story, Shana? Well, the thing is, we did a proper inspection. That's the thing. When oh. you've got a 130-year-old house Pandora's box, you know that you've got electrics, you know you've got stumps to do. Um but until when, when you're working with asbestos, we knew there was some asbestos, and but we didn't know there was in some rooms four layers. 
until you start peeling that back and you don't know what's there. So that's where that all came in. And then once you get behind those four layers and those bones, um, you would have seen like Carly and I with a sledgehammer. If you look at what we were sledgehammering, they were packing crates. (laughs) So the walls, yeah. So the integrity of the structure, because originally it was a hardware store. So it wasn't built to last. That, that's the reality of it. And that's why there were so many problems. So we didn't know, one, it was packing crates. We didn't know that a, a lot of the framework was falling apart. We didn't know that we had to not just replace everyone. We left a lot there, but we had to put new timber side by side. So we hadn't budgeted for brand new timber framing and literally all of them. We knew there was timber framing to go up for walls moving. And then on top of that, um, the foundations, not only was it a re-stumping, is the actual base plates of everything was rotted. Mm. So rotted, not stable, packing crates. Um, I've had a few people say, how dare you say you're you're saving it, you're restoring it, you've ripped it all apart. That wasn't able to be restored. That was not being able to be restored. And all the... um, architraves and doors, the doors, because it had been changed so much um, over the years of um, the foundations is that the doors just kept getting planed and planed. So once we got the house straight again, the doors were like anywhere from, you know, 10 mil to 100 mil too short, and I'm not exaggerating. So you couldn't use the doors. And then also all the architraves and skirtings were covered in um, not just... um, lead paint but they were rotting behind too so you can't salvage those things that are rotted um it's just one it's not economic it's not timeline and you're not building a stable base to start with and that's something matt said right at the beginning that is that we need a stable base and there was once we peeled back those layers the stable base wasn't there and no inspection is going to find that until you start pulling back the walls Wow. I mean, you know, well done to the builders of yesteryear who could use packing crates and cheap materials to actually make a a building a structure. But you're right, if it's not able to be, you know, renovated and last the next few decades, you're just building Mm -hmm. on sand. (laughs) Exactly. Actually, not just packing crates, fence palings in there too, just so you know. (laughs) Wow, that is amazing. And, of course, you are listening to Homestyle for Harriscarf and Beaumont Tiles. Let's do a little bit of a deep dive for Beaumont Tiles, Shana. In episode two, we saw you revealing the first of the upstairs bathrooms um, and the laundry as well. Now, we know you've got your complete bathroom packages at Beaumont's. I loved what you did with this bathroom. Modern functionality, you said, with heritage features. Do you feel like you really achieved that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they were reproduction heritage features, but it was working with that design. And, you know, the great thing about this house, it it wasn't just Victorian. It had an addition of an Art Deco, then 50s, then 70s with all the wallpaper. So I could tap into all those elements. And and when you're looking Art Deco, 50s and 70s, you can really modernise that. And so, you know, with having the um, the vanities, my Timberline range, that I could use the deco profile, and then those beautiful tiles that um, from Beaumont's that had that pressed metal look about it and doing a deco print on that, it has a, a relief to it. But then I wanted to go a little bit funky because that's where Carly is, is having that terrazzo look, but going for a colour, like not going for the traditional and, and really sort of playing with what's on there. Is it easier to actually do a room in a space like in the second level of that house where it was a blank slate or is it 
easier to reformat an existing bathroom? Like, which one did you find less problematic? Oh, look, it's always less problematic if you start from scratch, but that's because that's what I do. It might throw a lot of people. There's another bathroom coming up later in the series that um, I'm working with some original features and layouts, um, but then it adds character. So it depends what you're after. Like, the, you know, you're working with the original features, you know, that's, you can't manufacture that that character. Whereas this other one had this more modernist feel to it, where it was light, bright and open. So I think that depends on what you want it to do. Now, one thing you said, that light and bright uh, appeal of the bathroom. I, I suddenly realised that so many bathrooms you go into are actually quite dark, no matter how much lighting you put in. So tell me about the skylight decision. Do you think that's something that people overlook in a bathroom or a laundry? I mean, we're, we expect laundries to be a bit dingy, don't we? Well, and that's the thing you say expect. I, I don't because the laundry is, I find it one of the most depressing chores. So if you can just sort of like, you know, whistle while you work and throw around everything and, and have a lot of natural light in there, I think it's really important. And the same with bathrooms, you know, the natural light of waking up with beautiful light, um, good ventilation and you know, it's not just about putting your makeup on. It, it is about sort of having a shower in the light, you know, a bath, making you feel good, and then putting beautiful sort of mood lighting in a bathroom. You get all these different essences of Oasis in there. And not only was the bathroom, you know, with those big um, skylights in there, but it also, you know, a bit of privacy, but you can have the door open and then look out into the botanical gardens because you're getting the natural light from the balcony that's opposite. So it's also arranging everything properly so you're taking the advantage of the best features. Mm, absolutely. And, of course, you can jump onto tile.com.au and Beaumonts can help you with their Be Visual Live app with the What's My Style quiz. Shana's complete bathroom packages, all of that at tile.com.au. If you're listening and thinking, yep, it's time to do the bathroom. Now, let's just switch focus a little on some of the elements that caused a little friction in Episode 2 of Country Home Rescue. For Harris Scarf, I'd like to talk to you, Shana, about designing around a focal point or a favourite object. Now, you've got to watch this, people, but your daughter, look, I'm just going to say the word ugly. In my in my opinion, she has a vase that she got while she was travelling around the world that is literally just looks 70s ribbed, lighter sort of, what is it, I don't know, colour, baby poo maybe with some darker brown. You did not like this object, Shana, and yet your daughter wanted to use this as the design inspiration. So for Harris scarves, tell us what the heck do you do, Shana, if there's one thing that someone wants to create a vibe around and perhaps it's not to your taste. Oh, look, you know, Carly bought it from Portugal and she's ne that was the first piece she actually ever bought as an interiors piece. And, you know, she'd bring it home and she'd put it on the mantelpiece <laughs> and she'd put it and she'd put dried flowers in it. And I just like, this is so ugly, I can't deal. <laughs> um, but it was also the environment that it was in. So, you know, it's in an interior that's sort of a bit period. It's got black, it's got blue. It, it's never going to work because that vase had a yellow brown tone mm. rather than if I have a brown it has to have a blue undertone so they're two different looks so it was never going to work in our family home before so you, you've got to work with those pieces and find what is the beauty well the beauty is the texture of the ribs the texture of what that is it's handmade um, it does have that retro vibe to it so 
that's what you have to play on. What What is the era? What is the feeling? So you go for that handmade, you go for the, the retro, you go for those strong colours that will work with the, everything that's sort of like, you know, ochre-based and um, yellow-based, but in, in a different way. And... Um, it, Look, it's always a challenge, but I deal with that with clients and deal with that with, with interiors. And, and I really, I like the challenge. I like the challenge. And it was literally making sure that that vase didn't stand out as a beacon. It was just a beautiful accessory that, that fitted in. Should I actually be taking something like that to Harriscarf while I'm searching for throw pillows or for, you know, beautiful accessories? Like, do you put it in the handbag and, and get it out to try and match colours? <laughs> well, I... I think it's because it's an unusual base. Um, it is that yellow-brown. Um, it might be a bit too precious to do that, but if you get a whole heap of colour chips, paint chips, and match that similar undertone to those pieces, then take it into Harris scarf and then put it up against the linen, against the cushions. Um, that way you can see it. Because even people say, look, I don't know what a yellow base or a blue base is, but if you get all these different brands and put it next to it, you'll know what works and what doesn't, and that's your starting point. Ah, interesting. And of course, you can create a beautiful oasis in your home with Harris Scarf. You can shop the entire Shana Blaze range. You did a wonderful job. The reveal of that room was just beautiful. Lots of big poppy floral, uh, you know, design on your on your linens and just the mixture of colour, Shana, I thought was absolutely beautiful. And Carly was happy, wasn't she? She was. And, and the thing is also like, on top of that, like Carly pressed flowers. It, it was um, her wanting to bring a bit of her nan. Like when, when she was little, she used to sit there and press flowers with her nan. And so that's like a, a, a sentimental, emotional thing. And and this is, again, like if people don't like the end of the interior, that, that's okay. But what we're showing you is, is what is the process to bring your life into the room? And for Carly, it's the vase, it's pressing flowers, and then you build the layers from there. And, and uh, that's the biggest thing is that building your la the layers of your life into a room means you won't be changing it every 12 months and get bored. I think that has to be our episode title there, Shana. Building the layers of your life into a room, as I just typed that down. I'll claim that. <laughs> That's just gorgeous. Uh, your son, Jesse, walked in and just said, oh, yeah, press flowers look uh, better than I thought. <laughs> That's Jess. Like, both of them are always going to talk to each other like that and rib each other and rile each other up. I, th I think you get so far that um, Jess will, can make Carly, like, rage really easily and he loves it. <laughs> Typical. Typical brother-sister. All right. Are you up for a listener question, Shana? Definitely. All right. Thanks to Harris Garf. We are taking all listener questions here on Homestyle. You can send me and Shana an email via podcast at sen.com.au. This one is from Lana in Ocean Grove. Hi, Shana. Loving the podcast as I'm a bit of a design newbie. Can you please explain the obsession with texture at the moment and what you actually mean by adding texture to a room? We heard this a lot on the blog, didn't we, Shana? I'm not sure, says Lana, that I quite understand the concept. And if I need more of it in my life, having always had a fairly sleek design style. Thanks, Lana. I think that's a really good question. So texture means all the different surface planes. So you've got um, paint, you've got matte, you've got medium gloss, you've got semi-gloss, you've got high gloss. So they're different layers of texture, 
but it's whether it's gloss or not gloss. Then you've got different fabrics, whether it's a linen or a velvet, and whether it might be a slub linen, so it's got lots of knobbly bits in it. So there's like three different textures working with each other. They can be in the same colour palette, but then bringing layers of texture. Then you've got different sort of um, knitted types of texture. And that really sort of, you know, they're obvious ones where you can have like a really heavy cable knit throw or you have a very soft wool, wool throw. But then there's also the texture that's in your timbers. It might be like something that's got a very obvious textured line in it because it's a very, you know, substantial timber or it's just very light lines. And that could be in your pieces of furniture. It could be on your flooring. And then there's also, um, you know, you could have brick, you could have stone. It's, you know, it's what's on your bench top, whether you have um, a texture on your bench top, whether it is a matte finish or a high gloss and whether it's got a running vein through it for texture or whether it's just plain. So it's playing around with all those different shapes and different looks and, and how you touch and feel it that is all about adding texture. But, and, and she's saying, do I need more of it in my life? I'm usually a fairly sleek in my design style. So wh why do you think it f makes you feel different in a room? Because it envelops you, you know, she was saying like sleek. Well, when, when something's sleek, it doesn't mean it envelops you and makes you warm and want to be invited. Texture makes people feel like it's a home and invited. Anything that's sleek makes you feel like you have to apologise before you sit down. Yeah, I guess you're right. It sort of reminds me of corporate um, and yeah. Maybe a little uh, late 2000s. Um, I noticed, Shana, on the Harris Scarf website, where, of course, you can shop the entire range of Shana Blaze at Harris Scarf, you've even designed uh, things like glassware to have texture. I never thought about it, really. And then I was looking after reading Lana's question. So you've got things like the Shana Blaze crisscross six-piece tumbler set. You don't usually think of glass as something that has texture, do we? And it just gives that different feel to coming into summer, if it ever happens, <laughs> yes. um, of, you know, that sort of glassware can be used inside and outside because summer, you know, your hands get a bit wet and it just means when it's got texture on it, it it's, it's a better grip especially for kids. And having something like that means it takes the formality out of uh, out of glassware, but also the preciousness. So I don't know about you, but summer, you tend to be sort of a bit more gregarious and, and want to be more relaxed. And, and just having that sort of texture um, adds that different feel to it. You also mentioned there in regards to Lana's question that it doesn't have to be about different colours. Um, I actually love at Harris Scarf your Tannum Cotton Jacquard quilt cover set. So this is white. But explain it. It's got it's got a lot of texture. Like I remember bedspreads in sort of the sixties had this amazing texture. My nana had them. The old chenille. That's what it is. <laughs> That's the old chenille. But it's a different pattern. So it's quite a modern, elegant, um, classic pattern. If you think of the nana ones, they're like big flowers and lots of lines, <laughs> and you know sometimes they're on dressing gowns. Um, but if you keep the the colour palette very simple, um, it has that classic feel to it. Especially as a crisp white, it makes all the difference of it feeling fresh and summery. And but you can also layer that again with a throw that has texture. Then you can layer that with um, pillows that have texture in different colours. And then all of a sudden, it's this really buoyant um, dressing, but it's a very simple colour palette. Yeah, beautiful. Well, Lana, I hope that that has uh, helped you out a little bit. I feel like I have much more of an understanding of texture. Um, I tend to, I think, overdo texture. Is that such a thing, Shana? I've got way too many different types of baskets and surfaces and woods in my house. <laughs>
You know what? That, that's that's the thing that people say, oh, is this too much? If you love it, it's not too much. And, you know, if you want to have the upkeep and the dusting and you keep on top of that, it's when it gets overwhelming that you can't maintain it, that becomes an issue. So, you know, you might like the look of it, but you find that you might be dusting too much. You might find that it's always in the way you have to move things to get to the next. That's when you go, you know what? I might have gone overboard. So only you can make that decision. <laughs> I will confess, Shana, part of the reason for the scratchy voice is I've been uh, sanding floorboards myself because we have a puppy arriving this week. Mm. And I noticed as soon as I decluttered for the puppy, I went, oh, that feels so much better. It's like, you know, having to sand a set of floorboards really makes you declutter. And I think I'm going to leave it almost as half empty. <laughs> oh, my God, Jane, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> I think you've worn off on me, Shana. I think there is some hope for my uh, you know, tendency to clutter. Thank you so much, <laughs> Shana. Uh, if you would like to send a question to Shana, perhaps you're mid-reno, perhaps you need a little advice for the festive season, email us, podcast at sen.com.au. Before we leave you, Shana, what's on for the next couple of weeks? I mean, I'm just going to be at home watching Country Home Rescue. <laughs> well, I'll be tweeting and, and working on that one as well, but... Look, Christmas. Christmas is coming up. There's way too many party invitations. Um, I, we're doing some viewings of um, The Fort, the movie. Um, I'd love to talk about that next time, how people oh, can actually book a screening yes, for next year. Yes. Because it's a whole different way of um, watching cinema and getting people together. And, you know, we we filmed the um, the movie in this house. So I'd really love to, to talk about how a home should be enveloping you and um, how we sort of talk about that part. But, you know, you need mm -hmm. to feel safe in your home at the same time. Yeah, I've seen that, uh, you know, some of the trailers and it looks incredible and moody and, oh, yes, a little bit chilling in parts. So we'll talk about that next time. And, of course, thanks to Beaumont Tiles. They have 115 stores around the country. You can let their specialists help you select the perfect tile for your next renovation or for your next build. And, of course, all those great online tools are there as well. And thanks to Harris Scarf. You can create your own little oasis in in your home with Harris Scarf and shop the entire Shana Blaze collection online or in store today. Shana, time flies. Um, I'm off to watch the next couple of episodes of Country Home Rescue and we will talk to you next time on Homestyle. Enjoy and I can't wait to hear about your puppy. Uh, yeah, we'll park that for next week because uh, I think ooh, I'm not sure what I'm in for, but I see your gorgeous dog. This is a big decision for me and my son, so you've inspired me. Thanks, Shana. You won't regret it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Homestyle Podcast with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles with tiles for every style and budget and Harris Scarf. Great brands, great prices. Explore my exclusive Shana Blaze designer collection at Harris Scarf, the perfect update for your living, dining or bedroom space. My Shana Blaze designer collection features pieces that mix and match effortlessly. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices, shop in store or online.